in the first place. I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director, easy for me to say, of Perception Studios at the award-winning visual marketing agency. We help brands and businesses create content for them on their brand, on their business, but specifically for social media using video, animation, aerial work, photography, all sorts of different stuff just to help them grow their brand uh, on social media. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business was in a position where they could afford to have content created on a regular basis. And as I say, social media is all about consistency. So what could I do to try and help those brands and businesses that couldn't afford to have content created consistently for their brand? So what I did was I sat down and I came up with a process and I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a former number one book on Amazon and it's still available now. If you want to get hold of a copy, you can go download a copy using the link in the section below. But the whole point of that book and the whole point of these lives is to try and help you understand what you can create content-wise for your brand and your business to help grow your audience organically, but most importantly, for free, my favorite four-letter word. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Well, the fact that it is Vesuvius Day kind of got me thinking uh, quite closely about social media. Everybody's always waiting for that one piece of content to pop, to explode to go off, a bit like Vesuvius did many, many years ago over Pompeii. The question is, is how much content do you need to be posting or do you need to post generally until you get that one piece of viral content? And that is the magic question. And if anybody has the answer, please let there is one. It's a bit of a how long is a piece of strict situation because Obviously, yes, you're putting out content, you're putting out consistently, you're putting out creative stuff, but you'd still never know when that one piece of content is just going to go pop and explode and go viral. There are little bits and pieces you can try to do uh, to try and jump on trends or use the right music and so on and so forth to try and help your content reach a wider audience. But there is no magic formula for making a viral video. There's no magic formula for having a viral photograph or a viral blog or a viral podcast. It just happens. I released a podcast about a year ago. It was about how to podcast. And it happened to do like something like 20,000 listens, which is fantastic for my content. But I've never had anything do that since because there is no magic formula there's no way you can just kind of guarantee that you're going to get lots and lots of views and lots and lots of listens by using a specific hashtag or writing a description in the right way or creating a specific piece of content it just it doesn't work that way the best piece of content could never get seen by anybody and the worst piece of content could get seen by everybody because let's face it you're looking for something that you can create that's going to be shareable that people are going to get value from, that people are going to care about. If you look at any viral piece of content, whatever you consider to be viral, it's always something that people get value from or are interested in. Back in the day when YouTube first started, they used to class a piece of viral content as a piece of content that had been up for 24 hours and received 200 or more views within that first 24 hours. Then they would offer you the opportunity to actually put that piece of content into monetization. They wouldn't offer it to you beforehand. They class 200 views as a viral piece of content. So would you class 200 views as a viral piece of content? Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. 
but 200 views is a good marker for that first 24 hours to be aiming for with your content. So what kind of content could you be creating that would bring an audience or more importantly, get your audience right now, the people who are watching your content to share it with their audience? That's what you really want. You really want your audience to be sharing your content, helping you go viral. That's what you're aiming for, which is why I go on and on and on about not buying followers, not buying subscribers, not doing follow for follow, not doing sub for sub, because doing all these things means you end up with a dead audience, an audience who don't care about what it is that you're putting out, an audience who will not interact with your content because it doesn't actually engage with them because they're not interested in what it is that you've got to say. So if you are a window cleaner and you're creating content about window cleaning, then don't go out and buy an audience who, because most of those people, they won't care about window cleaning. Don't go to a Facebook page and say, come and sub for sub on my content because they probably won't care about window cleaning. Find the audience who care about what it is that you've got to say. If you're doing commercial windows, Teach them how to do high up stuff or what have you. Do you need a cherry picker? Can you do different things with it? Whatever it might be. But think about your brand, your business, what value you can give and grow an audience of people who care about what it is that you've got to say, who care about the content that you're putting out. Even when you put money behind your content to try and reach a wider audience, make sure you target it specifically to people who are going to be interested in what you're talking about. If you are a plumber, make sure you're targeting your content at people who are either interested in DIY or plumbing or have just moved house or have maybe complained about their central heating on their content or the, what they've posted on their statuses. or That kind of content will then appeal to those people and they will probably follow you as a creator, get value from you, and then when it comes to having their boiler serviced or having a new boiler put in, they know who to talk to because you're the local firm who targeted them specifically with your content. So you need to start thinking about value, what you can give to your audience, rather than worrying about all these vanity metrics of how many people are watching and how many people are engaging and how many people can you get subscribed and following your Facebook page because they are just vanity metrics. I've spoken about this a lot, I know, over the last like month or so, but it's so important that you understand vanity metrics just numbers, and nobody, literally nobody, should care about numbers on their pages. You should just care about the audience you've got. If they're commenting, respond to them. If they are liking and commenting, you say thank you. Even if they're trolling, make sure you go back to them and say thanks for leaving an engagement on my content, because in essence, they are doing. They're helping your content reach a wider audience through the algorithm. It doesn't recognize trolling. It just recognizes interaction, engagement in your content. So I want you to go away from this piece of content today and think about rather than what's the thing I have to do to make that piece of content pop, to make that piece of content explode like Vesuvius, think more along the lines of, I'm not bothered about going viral. If I do go viral, fantastic. That is brilliant. But what's more important to me and to you should be creating content that gives value, that engages the audience that you've got so that they will share your content with their audience and hopefully help you build your community so more and more people will get value from the content that you're putting out. 
Okay, as always, uh, the platforms are open for your questions. You can talk to me about Vesuvius Day and asking me about vanity metrics. Or if you want to, you can uh, drop me a line with any other question you like about social media, about video. We'll do our best to answer as many of them as we possibly can do before 7 o'clock. Got a couple of questions that have already come through as well. Um, so, yeah, wherever you're watching, whether it's Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, on the, all the different groups, just drop a little line saying hello, you're watching, and if you've got a question, stick it in there as well. Um, so I'm going to go through my first question that came through on email. Um, and this, this is kind of like a bit of a wide, really. Jeff is asking, what content should I be making? Okay, Jeff. Number one, I'm going to be very generic because I don't know what it is that you do. However, what I would recommend is that once you know who your audience is and where they're hanging out, you should be creating all sorts of different types of content, mainly because there's a potential, there's a possibility that your audience could consume content in lots of different ways. And the problem for most brands and businesses is they are strong or comfortable specifically in creating one type of content. And that could be putting out a meme, which could be an image, uh, with some words on it. It could be an image of yourself or just a blank image. They could be comfortable putting out a blog. They could be comfortable putting out a video. But whatever it is, they're comfortable putting out potentially one type of content. But then they forget all the other types of content that could help remove a level of friction. And what I mean by friction is that most people will have a level of friction created for them by, I don't want to consume content in that particular way. So if you write a blog, you could be the greatest writer in the world. Stephen King, eat your heart out. However, what if I don't want to sit down and read your content? Then I am losing out on potentially getting value for you in whatever it is that you do and your voice of authority in your area of expertise. But I'm missing out on that because you're not producing content in any other format other than a blog, and that blog is sat on your website. So number one, you're expecting me to come to your website. And number two, you're expecting me to have to read it. But if I don't want to read it and I don't want to come to your website, what can you do? Well, you can post that blog in lots of different places, but I still don't want to read it. I don't care about written content. It just doesn't engage with me well. I find that I can engage with video better. So maybe then you need to think about creating a video about the blog. Maybe then you need to think about creating a podcast about the blog or memes about the blog or short form video about the blog. Do you see what I'm saying, Jeff? You need to think about removing the friction for all of your potential audience, no matter where they're hanging out. Yes, you want to make content specifically the most for one particular format, one particular platform, but don't forget all these other formats and other platforms exist because you're trying to remove that level of friction so that if somebody says, well, I don't want to read, you can tell them, well, I've got a video. Well, I don't want to watch a long video. That's fine. I've got short videos. I don't like your face. Fine. No worries. You can get value from my memes on Instagram. I can't be bothered to scroll through Instagram. Well, you can go and have a listen to my podcast, which is totally frictionless because you can listen to it while you're driving your car. You know what? I just don't actually want to consume the content at all. But you don't have to go through those questions. All you have to do is just make sure people know that that content exists. And then if people choose not to consume what it is that you've got to say, they're either A, not your customer, or B, they're not your customer because they don't like the way you're saying what you've got to say. So be it. 
you're not in the world to try and please every single person. So think about it that way, Jeff. Rather than just what one piece of content should you be making, think about trying to remove the friction for your audience so that more and more people can get value from what it is that you're a voice of authority in. Uh, good evening to Miles, who's just tuned in watching on uh, Facebook. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, and anybody else on Luke as well. Okay, so um, Sam has asked the question, actually talking about a podcast. Um, how would you go about starting a podcast and where should I post it? Okay, so the way I take my customers, my clients through starting a podcast is I want to get them into the position where they're creating video content. Once you're creating video content connected to your blog, then you're in a position to be able to strip that audio off and turn it into a podcast. And it really is that simple. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to have a microphone like this and maybe a proper soundproof booth so that you don't have any sound bouncing everywhere and you can talk to people and they can get value from what it is that you've got to say and so on and so forth. However, that's not important. What's important is getting you started. And you've got one of these. Everybody's got one of these in that pocket. Most people have got a mobile phone. So if you've got a mobile phone in your back pocket or in your purse or in your handbag, wherever you're keeping it, whatever, wherever you keep your mobile phone, it will have some sort of voice recording software on there, be it like an iPhone, it's got voice notes, or you could download different apps as well. The app that I downloaded, uh, which was recommended to me a little while ago, um, is called, I'll tell you right now, a TW Recorder. It's this one uh, right here in the middle. It looks like a, a Planet Earth with a microphone in it um, and it's another voice recorder and you can edit on that as well but all you're looking to do is just speak to your audience talk to your audience however it might be and um, you might want to interview people in which case use something like zoom and like sit and interview people to the camera then you've got video content and you've got the audio that you can strip off and put that as an, as an interview piece of content on your podcast but all you've got to do is find a way of getting hold of audio, be that recording voice notes on your phone and sending it to your computer so you can edit it, using external software like TW Recorder, something like Zoom and recording video while you're interviewing people, whatever it is that you choose to do, you just need to find a way of getting hold of the, the audio, the MP3 file that goes with that. As long as it's high enough quality, then you can post it as a piece of content as a podcast. And you don't need to have a flashy intro and a flashy outro. It's nice if you can have those things, but it's not important. It's not an essential. You don't have to have it to get your content out there. Now, there are apps that can help you, things like Anchor, but I'm not a huge fan of the software myself personally. They've got some interesting terms and conditions which don't really sit well with me. So what I do is with my content and with my clients as well, I get them started up on SoundCloud. I don't know if you've ever heard of SoundCloud. It used to be a music site only. Now it's all about music and podcasting and audiobooks and all sorts of different types of stuff on there. So you can use it for podcasting the most Best thing, not the most best thing, good English. The greatest thing about SoundCloud is that it's free for a certain period of time. So you can just get yourself into a, a flow of creating content up to about 200 minutes worth of content stored on your channel. And not only that, but then you can pay for it and then you can schedule content, but also it gives you what's called an RSS feed, which is a special link which you can then use to post into Spotify and into iTunes and into Google so that your content can go out on all these other platforms as well. And it works really, really well. 
So what I would recommend is finding a way of creating an audio file, be it taking the audio off your videos or creating a specific audio file, um, and then posting that content, first of all, onto SoundCloud, and then taking that SoundCloud RSS feed and posting it into lots of different places that will allow you to have a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and so on and so forth. Um, that's what I did to start. That's what I do with my customers, and it works really nicely. And as long as you're consistent with putting out your podcast, you should hopefully see your audience rising bit by bit. But just don't forget, it's like any form of social media. You have to tell them it exists. Otherwise, they're not going to find you because it's a saturated marketplace. And if they, for example, right now searched social media podcast, I am not going to be the first one who pops up. Not a chance in hell. And I've got half decent listening figures, but I'm still not going to be the first one that pops up. Lots of other people are going to be the first ones that pop up because there are other people who are classed as social media experts. Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Mel Robbins, Tom. There's so many people out there who would come way, way ahead of me. So I have to make sure that I tell people my piece of content actually exists so that more people will come and listen to the content. So hopefully that's helped you, Sam, a little bit. Good luck starting your podcast. If you've got any questions at all, uh, don't forget you can always just uh, drop me an email if you like or something like that. Uh, there's my email address scrolling across the bottom of the screen. I'll do my best to try and help you maybe with some one-to-one -one consultation or something like that. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. We've been uh, going for a good 20 minutes now, um, and we've got no more questions have come through from the, uh, the other platforms. So I'm going to call it a day there. But uh, hopefully you've enjoyed today's broadcast. Hopefully it's not too echoey in here. Let me know in the comments. What do you think? Is it all right in here? Shall I do um, another couple of broadcasts here before uh, before the little one and, and Susanna get home from uh, their trip to see grandma and granddad? What do you reckon? I, th I, I quite like it. It's nice as a setting, but does it work sound-wise? Um, anyway, until Wednesday when we are back again with another live broadcast, thank you so much for watching. Uh, as always, it does amaze me that you guys still keep coming back for more and more content. If you've got any questions at all, stick them into the comments on this video, whether you're watching this back end of the live or maybe you're watching the replay or you're listening to the podcast, stick your questions into the comments on whatever platform you're watching on and then we'll do our best to answer those questions either on Wednesday or I can come back to you and try and answer your questions directly with you. But until Wednesday, thanks for watching. Stay safe. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to share this content with your audience as well, especially if you think they're going to get some value from it. Until then, though, thanks ever so much. Take it easy. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.